In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey, welcome to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. I'm Don Maeda, and I am joined on the phone by Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha's Colt Nichols. So, Colt, what's happening, yes, buddy? Um, not a whole lot, man. I had, had a busy morning doing some uh, gym and rehab, all that fun stuff, and then sat down to have some lunch and been siphoning through my uh, Instagram comments trying to give away some uh, some hoodies. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, and then I saw... <laughs> Was that you? You got a whole bunch of Thor pants? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, cleaning out the garage right now while I have some time. So I'm, uh, I'm trying to clean house on a lot of stuff, do some giveaways and some fun stuff and kind of keep people involved a little bit. Yeah. It's kind of funny how guys like you, you know, you end up giving the jerseys away and then you got boatloads of pants left over at the end of the year, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I literally had, I mean, probably the same as a lot of other dudes have the same problem, but you know, 40 to 50 pairs of pants with no Jersey to match. So <laughs> I don't really know what to do with it. So I figured giving it away, I'm sure somebody could use the stuff. I don't want to just throw it away. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Hey man, um, how are you healing up? And, it, and, uh, you know, maybe you could take us through the injury a little bit and how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, starting from the beginning, I, I just had a stupid little, crash at paula um i was literally only going to ride outdoors for maybe another another week or so before we step into to doing some supercross so it wasn't anything too crazy just doing a little moto with uh shane mcelrath and um hit a, hit a little kicker um and then the next jump was kind of a turning jump and somehow ended up being side saddled as i went off the face and um just landed kind of awkward. I think I ran over my foot in the process, and that's what ended up breaking my foot in, uh, in a few places, and then uh, also separated my shoulder in the process. So um, I probably could have crashed, you know, 10 times and would have had probably been literally completely fine. But uh, just that one time got a hold of me and uh, ended up doing some serious damage. So couldn't get the shoulder back in place. Uh, then at the track, I had to go to the hospital to get it back in. Um, after being knocked out, we tried a few times to get it in and we couldn't do it. So I kind of knew, um, that's obviously not a good sign. And, uh, went and got MRI and realized I had some damage to it. We had to have surgery. So had surgery a week later and, uh, yeah, I've been on the, the recovery process ever since trying to get this thing good, but the shoulder is a real slow process, kind of an injury. So really taking our time, trying to be smart these first six to eight weeks. Um, so I've just been going to therapy, um, once a week over in Orange County, uh, Dr. Greenbaum's office. And then I've been doing the rest of the stuff here with Swanee in the gym and, um, yeah, man, just steady Eddie, I guess, as it goes right now, but it's kind of hard. So I can't do, uh, I'm just now this week starting to get to where I can cycle and do stuff like that. Cause I had the foot injury, obviously. So that was kind of holding me back on being able to keep the cardio up while my shoulder was damaged. So, uh, so it was a rough uh, few weeks at first. Couldn't really do much, you know, but, um, yeah, we're in the recovery process, and we're actually starting to get things going, so I'm excited. This is the, the fun part now to get moving and make sure we can get the shoulder strong and get my foot strong and, you know, get some good cardio in us before we uh, get on the bike in, in a few later months. Yeah. Was the foot, uh, did that require surgery, or is that just a bone that healed? No, there was one that was actually, they, they 
could have operated on it. Like, if that was the only thing that was hurt, they, they probably would have. But since I had this uh, shoulder that was damaged, they were like, well, you know, you're not going to be doing anything quick anyway, so we're not going to operate on it. So I ended up breaking four, um, four of the metatarsal in my foot. Wow. Um, yeah, so it was kind of, one of them was bad enough to need surgery, but it wasn't super separated, you know, it wasn't anything crazy. It was still lined up the way it should have been. It was just kind of broke all the way through, so... Um, and then the other two, same thing. They were broke all the way through, but it wasn't separated anything crazy. It didn't look like it would grow weird, so they decided to leave it alone. So um, I was non-weight bearing for six weeks, and now I'm at the point where I just have a, a walking boot on, and I can kind of walk around a little bit on my heel. Um, so you know, that, that part obviously definitely sucked, but it's all good now. We're on the yeah, and the shoulder is such a complicated thing to uh, to heal because there's so many moving parts in there. Right? It's kind of like Kind of like your knee, almost. Yeah, that one. The knee and the shoulder are obviously very similar, but the shoulder is tough just because you know you have your external rotation, then you're trying to go over your head, then behind you, and then I mean just everything. So it's been tough uh, to kind of try to figure out you know the, the best way to do it. And obviously, I want to get back to riding as soon as possible, but I also don't want to go through this process again. So we're trying to be smart about it and take our time and you know do what's necessary. But easier said than done at times. But we're doing it right now, just taking our time and. Getting it done. So how many weeks post-surgery are you right now? Uh, we are, I, I want to say six weeks post-surgery on uh, on this Tuesday or Wednesday coming up will we'll be a, a six-week mark. Yeah, wow. So it, It's got to drive you nuts when you're injured and, you know, it's the off-season and people are preparing and you yeah, can't do anything. <laughs> it's actually the, the worst time. Everyone's like, well, it's the off-season, but it's actually first that it's the off season you know I, I can't build a base right now i can't do any other good training i would normally do so it actually makes it really hard when you get hurt this way and unfortunately i've had to do this you know three out of the four years i've raced for star and that kind of sucks so yeah <laughs> uh really really puts me behind the eight ball um you know so not only does it affect me for supercross like trying to get ready for that series but it also affects me for outdoors because like i said i, I don't really have that base that i would have had and training and doing all that stuff so it just, man, it makes it really hard um, to do it at this time period um, that, it, that it seemed to happen to me for, for some reason a few years now. So, um, But it's all done. I mean, I've done it once, uh, twice, and I'll do it again. So um, I'm doing everything I can right now to stay fit and to um, make sure I'm staying on the program and as much as I could. So we're doing it. It's just uh, putting definitely a little bit of a bump in the road, but all good. Hey, what kind of cardio can you do right now? Uh, well, right now I'm actually starting to where I can cycle. Uh, I just this just this past week I started to where I can cycle, but for the past four weeks now, um, a week after surgery, I got on the uh, assault bike. So it's got pedals right underneath you, and then the arm uh, that you can move. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I literally was doing that with my left leg and with my right arm, <laughs> and I was doing that for I, I'm actually still doing that. Um, just to get some good cardio in, because I can actually get my heart rate up pretty high on it, surprisingly, with just one arm and one leg. So mm-hmm. uh, I've been doing that now for, for around five weeks. Um, so that part's actually been good to, to be able to still do something and be somewhat productive um, when it comes to the cardio stuff. But now that I can cycle, things will, I think, pretty much take off from here, and we can kind of get going. It's still stationary and stuff, but maybe within the next two weeks, we can get on an actual bicycle on the road and uh, start putting in some good miles. Nice. Well, hey, Cole, let's take a quick break to uh, hear some commercials from our sponsors, but uh, we'll be right back for Colt Nickel. Out here, on the edge, failure is no option. Here, 
You don't compromise. Off-road, on-road, on the track, off the grid. Sunstar sprockets and brake discs come installed in more motorcycles and all-terrain vehicles than any other in the world. Period. The engineers who design your bike trust and spec Sunstar for the same reason you should. Because here, on the edge, failure is no option. Sunstar, number one in sprockets and brake discs. Hey everyone, it's Marvin Ruskin from the Red Bull KTM Racing Team. Right now, KTM is making it easier than ever to get out and ride. Head to your local KTM Autorize dealer to take advantage of limited time offer on qualified dirt, street, adventure, and naked models, or check out KTM.com to learn more today. Hi, this is 250 Supercross Champion Chase Sexton of the Geico Hana Team. To get the most performance out of your motocross bike, make sure you're using the Yoshimura exhaust systems. Visit Yosh at Yoshimura-RD.com to see their wide line of slip-ons and complete systems for your bike today. Now enjoy the Swap Moto Live Kickstart podcast. Riders like Justin Cooper, Dylan Ferrandis, Eli Tomac, Adam Entingnap, Josh Hansen, and more partner with Works Chassis Lab for engine mounts and other special parts to add comfort to and enhance the handling characteristics of their bikes. With championships and race wins to prove it, Works Chassis Lab Parts provides the winning edge. Visit WorksChassisLab.com for more information. In 2013, 6D Helmets forever changed the way we think about motorcycle safety helmets. With its patented omnidirectional suspension system to help absorb rotational impacts, the original ATR1 helmet swept through the industry and was received with open arms by riders and racers alike. The new 6D ATR2 and ATR2U are even better than the original and carry a limited three-year warranty and a unique technology that allows the helmet to be rebuilt after most crashes. Visit 6dhelmets.com for more info. Hey, welcome back to the 60 Helmets Kickstart Podcast. Once again, I'm with uh, Colt Nichols. And uh, man, so... You know, your name came up because uh, uh, I actually, what, last Saturday, I, I cartwheeled my motorcycle and got all banged up and uh, pulled a groin muscle real bad and was on crutches. I went mm-hmm. to go see uh, my buddy JC over at CVAC in Marietta. And uh, he's like, hey, yeah, Colt's been here every day. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's funny. It's like, uh, man, I, I, I first saw... I first went in the CVAC machine, I think, in 2004. And, uh, you know, I, I wrote a story about it in Transworld back then. And uh, they were actually at Dr. G's office back then. Um, mm. But, you know, now they're now they're at a separate office. But seems to be uh, kind of like Racer Guy's best-kept secret. Would you agree? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, for the people that, that actually do believe in it and believe that it helps, uh, that's kind of the hard thing with it is, there's not really, you know, like an incredible amount of true science behind, um, for, for us anyway, you know, for what yeah. we do as far as recovery and, um, you know, the injury thing, trying to help with that. But I've seen success with it myself, um, and we've done some testing of this sort and that sort that that's pretty much the only thing we can point at that has uh, made improvements on some of those testing. and things like that, like haven't changed the diet or the workouts or whatever, but yet this has changed because of something. And that's pretty much the only thing I can point to. So, um, I'm a believer in it. You know, a a lot of people are, uh, some people aren't and that's all right. But, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I've been going for, for a while now using pretty much any injury I've had, um, trying to use it to come back quicker than also during, 
outdoors we used it a lot this summer for recovery um, yeah 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 we'd fly back on a sunday from the race and then i'd you know get into the CVAC machine if not sunday on monday and uh try to do a little bit of recovery and stuff like that and i personally like it uh i think it helps um like i said i've been going for a while and jc always hooks it up so yeah, yeah. i think it's a good thing so do you understand it completely because i'm i'm not sure that i do uh I, I know that it's a it's you know the little pod it takes you up to high altitude pressure and then takes you down mm-hmm. to the bottom of the ocean and you know the highs and lows they kind of like get your ears popping a little bit but uh from from what i understand it it helps uh i'm sure i'm sure it oxygenates your blood stimulates mm-hmm. healing and all that because uh yeah i actually went into uh i went into cvac on crutches and jc ran me through he ran me through a bunch of programs i think i was there for about three hours but i walked out and that was pretty cool yeah yeah i mean a lot of people will see some some instant relief and then um you know when it comes to some sort of specific injury like that but yeah i mean i I don't know as much as i even probably should but um just the amount of work we've done we've seen we think it helps uh improve some red blood cell count um help with some recovery stuff uh help with actual um making a cell um turn positive to promote some bone growth uh cell growth um any kind of positivity that we can get out of it we do um obviously and it does a lot of different things you can't just pinpoint literally one thing i think it does so that's the part that's cool for us is um it just promotes i feel like healing healing and uh and overall well-being and that's why we've been going to it for so long and using it to be a part of the program so like i said i'm a believer but uh yeah i'm sure they're wanting to get more science and a little bit more stuff behind it but Mm -hmm. uh overall yeah i think it's awesome yeah pretty cool Hey, yeah. Uh, hey, this weekend I got to uh, actually got to go out on the mountain bike after a week of being sedentary, you know. But I went to uh, I went to Greer with Swanee, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. I, I actually threw him on uh, my new specialized enduro bike and had him <laughs> had him jump jump it a few times for me and stuff. But man, I had to reverse the brakes for that guy. Do you run your? Your mountain bike? I, he runs them so awkward like that. I don't know how he does that. Moto style, he says. Yeah, it's still, it just feels weird to me. Like, I get what he's saying, but I just, I can't do it that way. It feels so weird, but it's kind of funny. He said that he was even telling me about that this morning at the gym. I, I met him there at about 7.30 this morning at the W, and he was like, man, I rode that enduro bike swaps. He was like, it is awesome. <laughs> he was so pumped <laughs> on it, which was pretty cool. I mean, for the 215 going down Greer and stuff, he was like, dude, you couldn't even feel the rocks, and it jumps different. Like He was like, it feels like I'm riding a dirt bike. And I was like, yeah. I'm sure that'd be pretty sick. I'm sure well, compared because cool. all he rides normally is Epic and does all those jumps. Yeah. He told yeah. me he took his Epic to Summit. He's nuts to the yeah, bike park. Yeah, absolutely not. So I would not do that for sure. But yeah, he was he was all pumped on it this morning, and I have a brand new specialized Epic sitting out in my garage. And I want to go ride it so bad, and I can't. So yeah. it's actually really torture uh, right now to just sit there and look at all these pretty t- toys that I have, and I can't even uh, use them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys are pumped. You just uh, had a team sponsor switch, right? To to specialize in the off season. Yeah, yeah, we act, we were sponsored by Intense last year, and they were awesome. Uh, they did a really good job with us, but, you know, we kind of ran into the problem of, you no, know, some bike. of the kids, yeah, not having road bikes and things like that. So uh, Specialized stepped up and was able to, to hook the whole team up, and that was huge. Um, awesome that they did that for us. So, yeah, we got some awesome mountain bikes, awesome road bikes. I uh, can't wait to put them to use, but, yeah, it's going to help us out a lot. Yeah, so when you get on a bicycle, your your brain switches to bicycle mode, right, and you don't have a problem with the brakes. 
No, not at all. Like, I don't know how he can't do that. But, yeah, I, I think it's normal. <laughs> I don't understand. Maybe it's a South African thing. Yeah, it must be a South African <laughs> thing is what I'm thinking. You're probably right. Um, so, uh, when it comes to training on the bikes, do you prefer road or mountain? Mm, I guess it depends on the time, really. Um, you know, like every now and then during season, you know, we'll have our little recovery rides and you can sit and chat and your heart rate's not up super high. So everything's kind of fine. It's actually pretty lovely, you know, to do yeah. something like that. And then, uh, but other times, you know, when we're doing the mountain biking, it, there's nothing like mountain biking. You go down the hills and hit the jumps and it feels like you're on a dirt bike, you know, so that is so fun. But, uh, after I retire, I could definitely see myself mountain biking more than, <laughs> more than road biking for yeah. sure. Yeah. Right on. Hey, I was wondering, um, so, you know, word made it to Anton when you got hurt. I think the same day he heard. And uh, yeah. he asked me to reach out to Will and see if uh, if Will want us to write something or help you guys formulate a press release or whatnot. And Will yeah. said, hey, you know, we want to keep it quiet. But, like, what what is the mentality about keeping an injury secret for a little while? Um, well, for me, anyways, like from a team standpoint, um, I can understand, you know, like any other professional sport, the team will usually do a, a press release, you know. So yeah. from a PR standpoint, I, I do get it why they want to do a press release. And I was actually pumped that they didn't necessarily this time. I understand from a professional standpoint, maybe it doesn't look as good or whatever, but they wanted to leave that up to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, the only reason why I kept it quiet as long as I did was because I didn't know the extent of what the injury was. Like, I know oh, yeah. my shoulder popped out, but I didn't know if I was going to have to have surgery. I didn't know if I broke my foot. I had no idea what was going on. So I had to wait a week, you know, to get in, to get the MRI, to get the MRI results. And then after that, we realized we had surgery. But I found out, you know, on a whatever day it was, and then a few days later I had surgery. So, I mean, it happened so quick that yeah. I, I did it right after I had surgery. You know, I did a little post about it. So, um yeah, I mean, from the team standpoint, I, I think they did want to get something out maybe sooner than later, but they told me if I wanted to do something first, then I could. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of how that went. But I, I don't really think keeping it quiet is, I mean, you can't in this day and age. Um, <laughs> yeah. Everyone's got, you know, everyone's got a camera. Everyone's at the track, and if you're not there, they assume you're you're hurt. You know, I obviously train with Team Swanee, and if I'm not around, then people are going to assume something. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really think you can now, but I think it's just the edge, obviously. Um, more secrets a, a guy can have and show up a little a little bit more secretive, I, th- I think, is the reason. But, um, yeah, overall, I, I'm not really one to be like, hey, man, don't tell anybody. You know, like, they're going <laughs> to find out anyway, so it's no big deal. Yeah. Are you, uh, are you anticipating being ready for start of East Coast then? Um, that's, that's kind of our, our very tentative penciled in goal, uh, right now is to try to do East Coast Supercross, be there for the first round at Tampa, but it's so hard to say. I mean, it's so early and, um, it really just depends on how this thing feels. And also it's, there's just a time frame on, on the shoulder. Uh, you can't really speed that up. You know, it's not like a bone where you take an x-ray and you're like, yeah, it looks good. You're good. Yeah. But, um, for this thing, I don't know. I think we have to have a goal. Otherwise, you know, we're kind of just going in blind um so that that is the goal but who knows you know when we get closer we'll, we'll be able to kind of make a proper judgment call but uh that that is the goal for now yeah well you had a you had a fantastic 2019 by you know most people's standards you uh have to be looking forward to going into 20 and uh getting those couple notches better yeah i mean that's the idea 19 was great but um 
I was a little bummed overall with, with the Supercross campaign uh, going the way it did. I, I felt like I could have taken control of that championship a little bit better, um, you know, at some of the beginning rounds. And then um, San Diego was unfortunate. Then I had the, the big the DNF at Seattle while I was leading, and that, that was really unfortunate. But uh, just a few little things, man. Everyone was kept saying, well, you got the points lead, you got the points lead, or whatever. And, I, you know, I had it for five races, and that's awesome. But mm. – Overall, there were still some things that we could have done a little better, and um, and I, I really could have taken a hold of that championship, I, I feel. But um, that's okay. We live and learn. As long as we can apply that to this next season coming up, we'll be, we'll be good. And then uh, same thing for outdoors. I was up until I missed races, you know, Bud's Creek and Ironman, I was in fourth in points, and that was great. Um, had star bikes, two, three, and four, so that was really awesome. But uh, same kind of thing. A few races that were good, some that were just okay. Um kind of want to clean that up a little bit and that's the the series where i really want to try to prove uh that i can do good in because mm-hmm. um, everyone looks at me and they're like yeah he's you know good at supercross he's just okay outdoors or whatever and i really really am trying to to make a, a point to be a championship contender in, in both of these series so uh that's definitely the goal for this year yeah how can people say that you got a the latin american motocross championship uh, people are so, so quick to forget, man. <laughs> yeah, I did the uh, Costa Rican champion in 2014 and Latin America champion too. So uh, definitely not not popularly covered over here, I guess you could say. So <laughs> maybe that's why. Never but, forget. Uh, never forget. Yeah, never forget, though. It did happen. <laughs> nice. Well, that hey, buddy, sure. I, I, I definitely appreciate you uh, spending a little bit of time with us today. Um Best of luck on the recovery, and uh, man, I, I'm sure you'll uh, be on the bicycle soon. Maybe I'll run into you out there. Oh, most certainly. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. I always enjoy chatting with you, Swap. Thank you. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll talk soon. All right. Thanks, Colt. Talk yep, to you later. See ya.